When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Ah, welcome to a lovely Fright School Extra Credit episode. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. Hello. I don't know who I'm being. Praise be to Zeus. Praise be to Zeus. That is right. Yes. Uh, this Are- is fun. Look at us. We're here in the Lochnar living room. Yes. We we ventured out from the library. We did. We're just, we're being lazy. We're having a, a full-on Fright School fest, film fest. Film fest. Slumber festival. party, sleepover, massacre event yes <laughs> no we're getting caught up we've got a lot of movies we're, we're in the watching, uh, so we're in the vaulted ceiling of your living area this is true yeah have you seen the movie heavy metal uh, the cartoon i have no idea not what car- that it's is. not cartoon it's an animated film i have no idea what that is oh, okay well it's an animated film <laughs> anyways but it has the source of all evil is the Lochnar, and that's what we call the uh our friend Gabe named our house the Lochnar Nest. The Lochnar Nest. Yeah, uh-huh. so the the all the all the evil is right here. Is originates from here. Yeah. Okay. So I like that you have the television on and there's no sound coming out. Yeah, I turn it down so that there's nothing in the background, but it's just nice imagery. Should you? <laughs> yes, uh, we are currently watching <laughs> like a bunch of people in what is presumably Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, dancing around and having a ball oh, with Alicia oh, Keys. There's Alicia Keys. She just bought some twenty. One million dollar property in La Jolla. The Razor, what was it? The Razor, the Razor's Edge. Jeffrey, what was it called? <laughs> the, oh, that's right. Now the Jeffrey. The Razor, what? Joshua, don't like you're keeping this appearance that Jeffrey actually exists for <laughs> for our listeners. Um, there's no one there. They just walk by. It's like the Razor <laughs> House or something. I don't know what it was called, but she's going to be living in La Jolla apparently. Well, good for her. Or she just bought it for fun because she has f- that kind of money. What are we here to do again, Joshua? <laughs> okay, so we're here to talk about a film. We're just get. We're just saying hello. We're just getting caught up, Joe. Geez, we haven't seen each other in like two days. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a lot much longer. Right. And we've only been together for 90 minutes, but it feels like seven years. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So we are here to talk about a movie. This is a fun little uh, bonus film we're doing. It's called Between the Darkness, uh, starring uh, Danielle Harris and Lou Temple. It just came out, looks like August 20th. It's on um, digital streaming platforms, yes. Amazon, iTunes. VOD. Get that VOD. Voodoo, Fandango, Vimeo. Google Play, Google Play, which we have also joined the hallowed halls of, of Google Play. <laughs> of Google Play recently. I'm out of the doghouse. I my my worth is satisfied. Um, Joshua can now murder me. No, I, I got still us need you Google for lots Play. of other things. I don't know how to record this stuff myself or edit <laughs> it. Uh, 
So Between the Darkness. Yes, so Between the Darkness. So it is a movie that... Um, no kidding. We just watched. <laughs> Stop, I was looking for the... I wanted to read the synopsis. He's vamping, he's vamping. 13-year-old Sprout Grady grows convinced that a monster is haunting the nearby woods. Embarking on a mission to vanquish it, she uncovers horrifying secrets that rock the core of everything she thought she knew. Yes. Drama mean, drama, drama. Drama mean. So as so one interesting thing is that, you know, for this particular episode, since it's a very new film and as is with most like indie feature, usually, you know, our films that we review and talk about and, you know, recap and all that, we are spoilerific. But because this one's a newer one and it's one that we think that other people should see, we're actually going to withhold a lot of the fun spoilery things and just give you our general over thoughts. And oh, okay. That's news yeah, to me. I, I know. I, <laughs> I just like sprung that. Well, because I feel That's like, okay, you know. That's okay, though. It's all right. Because it's can, a newer film and yeah. if we if we give it all away, That's you know. True. That's true. I feel we like, will be spoiling the shit out of it, though. Yeah. That, oh, that, yeah. That will happen later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen just, you know, a few more episodes. So, um, yeah. So, overall, Joe, what did you think? Well, I love what... I, I do enjoy it thoroughly when we watch films that... Um, that neither of us have seen that yeah, we're both experiencing fun. it for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought this one uh, again. This one was one of those that like, okay, it's a slower burn yeah. in the beginning, definitely. But um, it does pick up in, and then when it does, it just goes. And I love that about horror films that they have the ability to just kind of world build and give you these foundations that can be just a little, you know, a lot of exposition that seems unnecessary until you get to the turn and then all of a sudden it's just like... Yeah, everything comes together. Yeah, it comes together, but it's also like a careening down a hill in a very, like, in like a shopping cart and you're just like, <laughs> it's rattling and you're just, you know the end is coming and you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but yeah. That's a really good, yeah, I like that. That's a good um, metaphor. Yes. It, or it, analogy, simile. Um, yes, something, something literary like on a shopping cart careening down a hill. Yeah, with like one like fishtail. Yeah, like you, you're <laughs> you're excited, but you're also like not entirely sure because you're not in control of how it's going to de- of how it's going to go. So yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that's a good uh, way to put this because it did it start off a little slow and they do drop you right into sort of you know this family you know so right off the bat like you know that they've lost um a, a daughter a daughter sister a sister you know uh, they not I like mean, incest but like a daughter of right. the father and then <laughs> yes and then, their sister because there's the other sister, kids the, the kid the the stars the children stars um so they're it's been a year out since that happened and so they're celebrating kind of her memory and the family's polytheistic they're really into greek grecian uh mythology yeah those and, ancient greek mytho- mythos yes and the father particularly is um he's he's hardcore he's into it he's yeah feeling it. he is uh um, getting that cult vibe i I, t- I think i told joshua like right when when they get out of their vehicle and they make it to they're at their um ancestral sanctuary it sounds like yeah that their grandfather their grandfather built. had built and and so when they get out of the car, I was like, oh, it's a man in like a linen top with an open vest. This is a white man. This is not going to end well. Um, yes, like, he's, he's very hip. Yeah. He, 
It's not going to end well for everybody involved. He's very hip. He's he plays the triangle, mm-hmm. which yes. seems very hipster. He could he could be right down here at the streets of North Park, South Park. But he does love golf. Yeah. He does like the golf, which I thought was just an interesting choice because it's like you know what's a what's a, that's a very dad thing to me. Yeah, is to like golf, and of course you know when you have it's the way he honors his. Father, his, maybe his father, or his yes. grandfather, something. Perhaps, perhaps. perhaps Kizas. Um, uh, w- right away, what we're dealing with uh, from the very beginning is we're we're dealing with a young girl who Sprout, our mm-hmm. our heroine, who is um, afflicted with bad dreams and you know not good sleep. Yeah, it looks like sleep paralysis in a way because I've had that before. You know where you wake up and you're not you know like you're in that weird state where you can't move your body and you're kind of half dream, but half awake. So things in your dreams can be sort of projected yes. into the outer, you know? So it's like, you know, I definitely had that experience of somebody walking up over me, but then it wasn't. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. For a little sure. Bit more. Um, I've actually jumped out of bed here a couple of times thinking somebody was coming down the hall and then I'm like, Oh, that was just like in my, in my lucid, weird wake half sleep thing. Yeah, for sure. So I really, I enjoyed those scenes with that because it was very real to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I totally experienced what she's like going through in that like breathing and you're trying to wake up and. Uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, for our listeners and, you know, those who have, uh, those who may have listened to our episode with Mike about audition, um, yeah. I got a lot of that kind of film, that that kind of feel, the Takashi Miike's. Yeah, yeah. The lot the of the haziness. the haziness, the mm-hmm. dream aspects of it, and what it, it's like a combination of what is real, what is not real. So uh, there's a lot of that in there. It worked into the narrative, and that's just immediately that's unsettling for me. The idea yeah. of what is real and what is not real. I would rather everything just be like uh, explicit and and we know what's going on, as opposed to um, as opposed to just like is this is this is uh, is what we are experiencing all in the mind of the main character, or is this actually happening in the world of the of the film? And yeah. I and I think that plays with it a lot. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I like some of the intense color they use. Like there's parts that reminded me a little of uh, Suspiria. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, just some of that intense color. It also, it reminded me a little bit of this uh, other indie film, Wild Tigers I Have Known, which is not a horror film, uh, but just visually, you know, and yes. kind of the themes it's mm-hmm. dealing with, with like puberty and adolescence and coming of age and all of, all of that um, sort of vibe. And then with these sort of extreme kind of artsy scenes interjected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it also, oddly, you know, I kept thinking about To Kill a Mockingbird. No, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you know, Sprout sounds a lot that. like Scout. Yeah. Um, and then y- like the Boo Rad, like this creature in the woods. Kinda, yes, yes. With Jem, the little brother. Yeah. Um, you and get how their father keeps pulling them aside and having these like intense, like adult yeah. type feeling conversations with them about. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> Which also, can we talk about how... Um, can we talk about how the like the the word choices like the the vocabulary of the father yeah. it's just like that's just make that just makes it extra unsettling for me 
It, like yeah, when he says, I think he says to, um, it's like, oh, Max is the uh, uh, Percy is the benefactor of Max's company today, not Scout, not Sprout. I thought that was beautifully written. Yeah, but also like no one talks like that. So yeah, yeah, he's definitely yeah has his own vernacular that he's using. Yeah, he he's he's placed in. He's he's not placed in a in this time. That's the other thing yes. too. Is that is that it's it's difficult to figure out where these people are being placed because he's not placed in this time. Yeah. But yes, and so one thing you mentioned is that this is definitely something that we've talked about on the show before. Also, is this a, you know the the dangerous female sexuality? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it kind of falls into that. But it's interesting, like you mentioned when we were watching the movie, that so often those kinds of films are based in like Judeo-Christian concepts of masculinity, of femininity, of the patriarchy. And obviously, like Greek mythology has lots of misogyny to go around and, and the yeah. patriarch, you know, patriarchal construction. Uh, so, it, but it was interesting to see in the context of a horror film. Yes. In a context of a horror it. film, in a context of a horror film where the beliefs of the main characters are, you know, of the, of the world, the beliefs are not, um, it, rooted in like, you know, fundamentalist Christianity. Right. That they're actually rooted in like a polytheistic tradition. Yeah. And something that's not, at least here, very common. Like, I, I don't know how many people yeah. I've met that actually believe in Zeus. Like, he's like, this guy's committed to the gods. Yeah. You know, and, the, and his polytheistic view of the world and that the rest of the world is this otherness and this, you know... Exactly. That darkness what, that they don't want to let in. Exactly. And you would think that for as decadent as the Greeks were, that he, you know, w- without going too much into it, because, you know, we want our, we want our listeners to check the, check the film out, Without going too much into it, you would you would think that these um, that the decadence of Greece that we hear about, like he would be a little bit more indulgent, but it seems that that's part of his struggle. Yeah, that's part of his struggle because he used to be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. So nothing is safe, you know. No, there's no there's no religion that can't be thwarted for you know white cis male patriarchy. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. And so many of it has that you know similar you know vibes. I mean, they you know everybody borrows from each other's stories, and you know yeah. so those things get passed down. Uh, nobody owns you know. Um, nobody owns a narrative. Nobody owns like the well, yeah, exactly, or like uh, misogyny is. I mean, it's just sort of an original sin in a way. Yeah. <laughs> of, 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 it pervades. You know. Yes. It pervades and invades. Um, I was trying to think. It was it, it was cool to see Danielle Harris in this. Um, I know her from lots of stuff. I mean, she was in the Halloween movies when she was a kid. And then she did Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween, which I, I, I always thought was cool that she popped back up in that. Wasn't she? Was she in that Party of Five show? Um, I actually don't know. She kind of looks like... Lacey Chabert slash like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, so I, I don't know if you're thinking of either of them, but um, I thought it was nice to have her in it. Um, and she... you saw her at um, Monster Mania. Yes, we had Monster Mania. Yeah, she was on our floor. She was on our floor. We had, we had a very, you know, it was fun seeing her, you know, in between things when we would go up to the room uh, to, you know, have lunch and take a nap. But... I have to say, well, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I didn't take a nap, uh, but yeah. 
so yeah, you have. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Party of five. Yeah, I was gonna say party of uh, party of five. I'm getting her confused with somebody else, obviously. But I thought somebody was in that show that's done horror movies. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry, you no, were not napping. No, I was not napping. But yeah, Daniel Harris. I thought it was great to have her um, in there, and her function in 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 the film is also really cool. Um, and very right, interesting. Lacey Chabert. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe you're thinking of Lacey yeah. Chabert. Good job. Uh, but it was nice to see her. And I was telling Joshua, I was like, look, we need to give Danielle Harris more to do. We need to give her more work. <laughs> I love that. We need I'm to, sure she agrees. We need to give her more work. And not that she didn't have a lot to do in this, mm-hmm. but mainly that I think she should be doing more. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's out there. She's doing stuff. Um, but again, you know, she's been such a part of horror that I think that maybe you... Um, maybe you just missed, you know. Well, I, again, yes, this is my this is my education into who she is, and yeah, because she's been. In, I mean, she stays fairly busy doing stuff. She was in that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, along with the 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 guy in this, Lou Lou Temple, who I know he was in Domino, which I love that movie, and he was also in The Devil's Rejects, which we're gonna watch soon. Oh, okay. Uh, and he was in the third season of The Walking Dead. So he's, you know, he's out there in the horror stuff as well. The kids, I think this is probably both of their first movies. Or, yeah. You know. Also, Lou is a beautiful man. Right? You were enjoying. I was enjoying. Yeah. There's, uh, th- this, there is some nudity, folks. There is and nudity. And he's it is okay. Uh, he's it's very it. tasteful. He's keeping it together. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> I was like, "Praise be to Zeus, Dad." Wow. Oh yeah, that that's amazing. A, that'll be the name of this. That'll be the title of this episode. Praise be to Zeus, Dad. <laughs> yes, Pa. Abba, fa- Abba, Father. Abba, Father, Pa. <laughs> but anyway, so um, but yeah, overall, this was a really fun episode. It, or fun episode, Jesus, fun movie. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how to talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really, I did. I enjoyed it. It was kind of a cool um, analysis uh, on like familial guilt, uh, sisterhood, you know, cultish religious beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like you hipsters. I, I feel like we get that a lot. I feel like a, there's a there's a lot going on um, right now that's talking about like the power of belief. Yeah. Um, Midsummer. Yeah. Like, you, you know, the very, very ways in that kind of that destructive, the, the destruction of, um, uh, of religion. I'm, I'm maybe not, I, maybe that's not fair to say when you're talking about, uh, when you're talking about people, how people believe things is that not necessarily religion, but it could be how um, intense people's ideas are. And I mean, that's the current political climate that we're living in, right? So yeah. you know, oh, we're absolutely. we're living in this political climate where they, where people have like these intense beliefs that you know so much so that we've elected a you know awful demagogue. So, <laughs> and this is yeah. just kind of you know we're experiencing again that that uh, lovely sweet spot, this moment in horror where we're exploring the. We're exploring that danger. We're exploring that the volatility of, you know, what it's like for people to believe so intensely in something and then 
to have to exert that power overall. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, that's a great point. Yeah, this is well placed. So definitely recommend checking it out. Like I said, it's on Amazon and Voodoo. It looks like uh, the director is Andres Rovira, again, starring Daniel Harris, Lou Temple, Nicole Moria Sherman. I think that's the... Uh, the girl who plays Scout. Who was great. Both of the kids were really good in this. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Watch out for little Percy. That's all yeah, we're going to say. Percy. Watch out for him. Yeah. He, that was kind of a, that was a really cool character. Um, it gave me the Shining vibes too. Yes. You know, that's, that's the other thing I wanted to mention earlier. Uh, remind me a little bit of the Shining and um, Yeah. Overall, good. I, I definitely think I will watch it again because there, I feel like it's the kind of movie if I watched it again, I would get more out of like some of the early conversation. Yes, for you know, sure. To loop in, you know, kind of everything. Um, so the only thing I would also, I guess, say for anybody who does go and watch it, the father is saying Harpocrates. Yes. So um, in the context of the film, they are the, you know, they worship the ancient Greek gods and he has, he himself has consecrated his life to a particular God, the God being Harpocrates. Yeah. Now silence we, and... we both thought it was Hippocrates who is the, you know, the Greek, the ancient, <laughs> the Greek physician, um, and you know, the Hippocratic oath, all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, we yeah. That's why I was confused at first because it kept it sounded like he kept saying Har- uh, Hippocrates. And yeah, it's actually like, Harpocrates. Harpocrates is the god of um, silence, secrets, and confidentiality. Yeah, apparently he's also tied, which also makes sense to Horus in, in the context, uh, right? The Egyptian child god Horus, but um, to childlike behavior and childhood. Yes, which which, which makes sense. Yeah, in the context of the movie. Yeah. The father has a bit of an obsession with that, so with keeping, you know, that childlike wonder about the world. And uh, keeping maybe his kids as children. Right, exactly. Forever. Forever and ever. Alrighty. Well, definitely check that out. It was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. I'm uh, I'm glad that we got to hang out and uh, watch this together, Joe. Yes. So I'm, I, I have to say that I'm glad I didn't give up on it. Right? Yeah, because at the point where I was like, oh, man, this is, you know, I... I, I'm famously the person who started falling asleep during The Shining. So, right. you know, it's not, I, I've committed, I've committed very minor sins in the horror, um, in the horror space. Yeah. You know, I would agree. I would, this is the kind of movie that I think if it was just on Netflix and you started watching it, you might bounce out of it a little early and I recommend, yeah, not stay, stick with it. Stick you with know? it. Because We've had that conversation with like Matt and with Sam, you know, yeah. about like, you know, our attention spans. <laughs> well, yeah, because again, we've talked about how in the age, you know, in the age of physical media and the video store, you like rented it, you were going to watch it no matter yeah, what. Money on it. And yeah. then now in like, especially with movies that are primarily streaming, there's just so much out there that if it's not catching your attention, either from the trailer that pops up or within the, you know, the first 20 minutes, if that you're not, you know, there's nothing that's happening. So I think that, I think that this film, um, this film is not made with that in mind. Like it's taking its time, yeah. And and all of that is important because it establishes the world be in order for you to understand. Um, eventually the end. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, folks, uh, there's uh, there are people of color in it, and they don't die. So, look at that. You know, that's not a. I mean, you know, is that a spoiler? I don't think so. But 
Now you're going to be looking. <laughs> well, yeah, you're waiting for a long time for that payoff, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> again, check it out. I think that uh, you would enjoy it. It's a nice slow burn. It's per- it was perfect for like a nice afternoon watch. We made some pizza, had some drinks. Yeah, it was it was a really nice little experience. And like it was funny because you know we were kind of like I said at the beginning, it was a little shaky. So you know we're like you know doing other things, you know, whatever, like getting settled in. But then there was a point where it was just silent for like 45 straight minutes of like what, you know, because it just got, or, you know, that last half hour, I'd say. Yeah. Got real intense. And we both were just like, they're like quiet. (laughs) Yeah. We're just like watching. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, I I thought it was worth it um, in in the end of just getting through a little bit, just because there's just subtext and things that you have to pick up from their conversation. I don't, it's not too explanatory so much as like you just have to kind of get it you know yeah exactly so all right well uh again this was fun joe and this is fun we'll we'll see you soon have a good night all right good night Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.